Today, a community member shares the ups and downs of their journey, expressing frustration despite notable success. Dr. Keshi seizes this opportunity to discuss the pitfalls of rigid belief systems. He juxtaposes rigid demandingness and flexible adaptability, shedding light on how many make progress by accident and then get stuck. Roll the intro! Hello, and welcome to <sighs> Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. Our little lesson plans around resilience and the psychobiology of stress to talk about a post in, in the group, okay? Uh, it was in the context of the lesson that you had yesterday. And so it's a good opportunity to discuss a little bit. So I'll read the post and it's happy Happy day of the week. Happy Sunday, everyone. I feel the need to share based off Dr. Cash's last video of being in a community but operating alone. Uh, I don't feel I'm being honest if I only share the successes. Agreed. Okay. So here goes. I am stuck. I've had some great successes, but the last several weeks have been up and down uh, a roller coaster of weight fluctuation. How frustrating, right? Maybe you know how. Maybe you know how that goes. Uh, I have not gained anything, which is great. I have gotten stronger, which is greater. Clothes are fitting good, even more great. Weight is still obese, no good. I'm sure Dr. Cash is gonna dice me up here, but I'm okay with being vulnerable uh, to learn and grow. That's good. Everybody knows the sort of uh, history I have of slicing and dicing people right up, right? <laughs> it's amazing the sort of like, the expectation of beat upitude. Uh, now the rest of the language in terms of like good and great and stronger and bad and all that sort of stuff is for another time. Hey, uh, what, what the post goes on to say is that I know what I need to do eating wise to hit my goals and need is the operative word here as in what I must do or have to do or else. Okay. For some reason it's becoming harder here lately. Any tips are appreciated. Okay. So what we're going to focus on is is the neediness essentially if you need to do something well then you must do it or else and so this this puts practically any human in a position operatively of putting themselves in a very strict operational position of i need to do this thing therefore i must do it this way and if anything deviates from what i need which if an organism does not get what it needs, it dies, right? So if I need this thing, I must have it, and if I get anything different, then or else, something silly may or will result, and that might be part of this stuckitude, plateau, fluctuation thing. So that's kind of what we're focusing on a little bit here, is that trying to focus on changing that, changing that neediness, that neediness, to something a little more flexible, okay? So if you have an idea of what to do, this is the lesson for you, okay? Now, being stuck in a fat loss rut is kind of like being in quicksand. Uh, if you try too hard, you get swallowed. If you give up, you get swallowed. Uh, people tend to jump back and forth between trying too hard and giving up, uh, getting swallowed up by their failings. Well, why does this happen? Uh, typically because there's a twofold distorted view of one, what progress must look like, and two, how the progress is, is being made, where the progress comes from. 
if a person has a, a flexible operative understanding of where their progress comes from and how it's made, then they have a fighting chance to adapt and overcome the obstacles that arise, which they indubitably will, okay? They have a rational and constructive approach to resolving their frustrating stimuli, okay? Their stimuli. Instead, what happens is most people just, just grit their teeth and they white knuckle their way through what they think is progress by being demanding of themselves and rigid in their approach to solving problems. This needs to happen, right? That's rigid as hell. If it's a need, well then if you're deficient in a need, you're dead. That's kind of like, that's as black and white as you get, okay? So when a universe laughs at that rigid demandingness by asking that person to bend, well then the rigidity, the, the person with the rigid characteristics will instead, instead of bending, end up snapping, okay? Responding to their frustrating stimulus impulsively, thereby increasing their chances of a destructive outcome, which now you know becomes probably its own set of frustrating stimuli, right? In short, here's kind of the kicker here. Many people, they start making progress, but they make progress on accident. They make progress on accident, and then they get stuck. And this is how you know a person is making progress on accident, because they start making what they think is progress, they get stuck, and then they move to sabotaging themselves on purpose, okay? And then punish themselves even more for sabotaging themselves. All right? Now, if a person has a rigid and absolute schematic of where their progress comes from, just throwing some stuff out here like keto or intermittent fasting or macros or whatever the flavor de jour is, well, then the real world, the universe, ends up laughing at that rigidness. And instead of adapting and overcoming, the person may strengthen their BS, their belief system about whatever the frustrating stimulus is, okay? And then respond impulsively, having a destructive outcome which acts as its own frustrating stimulus, okay? So what does this kind of look like? This is what it feels like for many people, maybe you know this feeling where like the harder you try, the more frustrating it becomes. Because I, I must do this thing and then I do it and the result is off and that pisses me off so now I gotta try harder and do, 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 do. Well, where's the, where's the disconnect here? it's probably surrounding some of the rigidness and, and demandingness of yourself and whatever your schematic you are using and operating on to make you enact on your decisions, okay? A, a person can have constructive outcomes. A person can make progress and be thankful for that progress even if they're harboring distorted and rigid BS belief systems about it. Here's the kicker though. The progress is difficult to repeat. <laughs> Ah, a great example is spouting a special diet that caused all the fat loss or specific foods that caused all the weight gain and then suddenly stops working. Okay, classic. In other words, many people that make progress are almost entirely ignorant of where their progress came from. And when that happens, that person is set up to fail. Maybe you know what that's like, where you make a bunch of good progress, right? You're feeling good and then ugh, it stops. And then what do you do? I don't know. You try and do that thing harder and then everything gets all flippy doobly. Okay? That's the rigidness. The rigidness of the belief system, the BS, the schematic using, you're using to inform your decisions. Okay? A person then can also have destructive outcomes on purpose. So they go from making progress on accident, 
right? Making progress, but maybe being confused or conflating where and how that progress is coming from. So they can have destruct, they have constructive positive outcomes on accident, but then move to destructive outcomes on purpose. Even if they have a solid intellectual understanding of what's happening, they choose to sabotage themselves anyway. They get frustrated about a result and then use that as permission to frustrate themselves even further by responding in a dumb way. <laughs> this is why the SRO model, stimulus response outcome model that TKN uses, is keen on rational responses to frustrating stimuli. It's the most effective way to increase your chances of a constructive outcome. This is something that's key. R being rigid will move the needle a little bit. Rigid and demanding and command, like it will move the needle a little bit. Indeed, it will probably move just enough to convince you it works. Just before it betrays them anyway, just before it betrays you. But, but thinking rationally is how you get better and stay better. In other words, where many people try to achieve success through sheer rigid demandingness of themselves and other people in the universe, it's really about using data instead of demandingness to inform decisions. Instead of it must be this way, it's, well, this is what the data is presenting and so this increases our probability of success by the greatest amount, okay? A few more words than it must be or it can't be. That's kind of the trade-off, okay? Um, that being said, if the logic and data is there and acting on that data is where the sticking point is, then there's another underlying demand or no underlying commandingness of probably what they think is fair. Well, I know what to do, I have the data, but I shouldn't have to work this hard. It must be easier. I'm overwhelmed. They all have it so much better than me. This is horrible. Hmm. In other words, because this thing is more annoying than they want it to be right now, it therefore must be different. Has to be easier or else, okay? Now, people typically get frustrated when they harbor distorted and demanding BS, belief systems about it, uh, beliefs of how well they must do or need to have, or also common, again, what they decide has to be fair. In other words, there's an intellectual understanding of, of, of what to do, but they're too sensitive to frustration to actually do it. Heck, some people are so sensitive to anything frustrating, they may as well be allergic to frustration. And they end up catching the, I can't stand it-itis. <laughs> It's too hard. I can't stand it. It's not fair. It's overwhelming. It's not sustainable. Or whatever a person tells themselves when they're throwing a fit at that moment. A fit that they use as permission to respond foolishly by sabotaging themselves and having a destructive outcome, which only doubles down on how rigid they are. Now I must eat perfectly. I must eat even more perfectly than I did before. I'll never do this again. I swear it until, you know, <clears throat> okay. Now, if a person has a reasonable plan and a reasonable understanding of what to do and how it works, and again, still has problems acting or persisting in their acting, then the limiting factor is frustration tolerance. It's frustration tolerance, which we just kind of covered, right? It's the underlying demand essentially of what, what is fair. Kind of, sort of, okay? Shouldn't have to work this hard. Should be easier. They have it easy. They have it, but I should, you know, that's, it's really kind of an underlying weird demand about what they think is fair at the time, okay? It feels like it's too much work. I can't stand it. It's, it's overwhelming, you know? It's 
frustrated, you get well worked up about how frustrating something is. The easiest way to start building frustration tolerance is to keep this rigid and distorted demandingness in check. In other words, stopping frustration before it starts. Now it's best to dispute that sort of demandingness rather scientifically. It gives you a fighting chance to think rationally and respond to that same frustrating stimulus next time in a more reasonable way to increase your chances of a more constructive outcome, which will build your frustration tolerance and let you help you prepare you to deal with more interesting, new frustrating stimuli in the future, because that's the way she goes. That's life. Okay. The next best thing to do, of course, is to do things that are frustrating to prove that, you know, you're really just making a bigger deal of it than it really is. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people are panicked about a lot of things like dancing or talking to the opposite sex or whatever. And then when they do it a bunch of times, they end up being okay. That's building frustration tolerance. That's systematic desensitization. There's stress inoculation, whatever fancy term you want to use. Okay. So you can dispute this sort of demandingness that you have commandingness with rational and scientific thinking, and this hinges on three main things, okay? Is what, I'm, what is what I believe about this frustration, is it logical? Is it logical? Does what I'm saying, what I'm thinking make sense? And if so, okay, well, is it empirical? Does what I'm thinking actually have good data to back it up? Like good, legit data to back up what is logical, because there's lots of logical things that are empirically false, right? It makes sense that the world is flat, make, you know, like it, that does make sense. Is it empirical? Like it is logical. Is it empirical? No, it's not. Okay. Okay. So is it logical? Does what I'm thinking make sense? Is it empirical? Does what I'm thinking have good data to back it up? And if so, is it practical? The big one. Does what I'm thinking and what I'm believing and what I'm doing, is it helping me or hurting me? Okay. So gut check the beliefs you have around your frustrations periodically, and it may just save your proverbial bacon. Being rational and constructive means doing things on purpose and doing things with purpose. Lots of people might choose one or the other, okay? <laughs> it's about doing things on purpose and with purpose. Having both is the key for doing well for life. That's how you get better and stay better, okay? If you want to learn more, then check out TrevorCashNutrition.com. Thanks for learning. Stay rational. Until next time. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out!